Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. It's Friday, August 11th, 2023, episode number 235 is coming at you. I'm recording this one earlier in the week up here at the 83rd running of the Sturgis Rally and Races here in the Black Hills. This whole week, my family got to stay at our friend's John and Kim Cannenberg's cabin. We do that every single year. The family rents it out and we have a good time. So I got to come in here a couple days early and uh, had a good time. Got a little bit of uh, riding in while I was up here. So if you hear some motorcycles running in the background, that is why. When we first got here, there was rain on Friday and Saturday. The race, of course, was on Sunday afternoon there at the Black Hill Speedway. And I would have bet everything I had in my wallet that we would be not racing on Sunday. As much rain as we had up here in Sturgis, I didn't think there's any way possible that there, we could have a flat track race in Rapid City. Well, I would have lost everything in my pocket because we got a great race in. As soon as I walked in the gate, they were already adding water to the racetrack and the track continued to get better and better all day long as I figured it would. I figured if we could make it to dark time, it would have even got even faster, but it was an afternoon race. Kevin Crowther stepped in the booth with me there at Rapid City and he explained that you know for everybody's travel plans and for also people that had bought tickets to the Buffalo Chip knowing that we were going to be at the Buffalo Chip he didn't want to make anybody upset so they left it as an afternoon race getting done about seven that way if people want to make it on over to the Buffalo Chip for the Leonard Skinner concert they definitely could. Speaking of that Kristen Beat ended up hooking me up with a ticket for the uh, Leonard Skinner concert. So Kristen Beat, Ralph Shaheen, and myself went to the uh, races, and we ran into Robbie Bobby, Dalton Gautier, Chad Coase, and a few other people from American Flat Track that were kind of roaming around a little bit. But they said there were 30,000 people there at that concert, and it was a really good time. So thanks, KB, for that ticket and getting me in and doing something fun after the Flat Track races were over. The track got faster as the day went on. I think I just mentioned that just a few moments ago. And there were three classes racing. And also early in the day, the mayor of Sturgis stepped in and sat in the booth with me. So uh, that was a little bit different for me. Uh, I'm not quite the politician or know that much about politics. I'll be the first to admit that. But it was cool that he was interested in the races. They were generally interested. And some of the city council members got to wave the green flag. And he got to wave one of the green flags at one of the heat races. And he was excited to be a part of American Flat Track. So I think there are big things in the horizon. Getting the city of Sturgis to be the title sponsor for an event is huge. The first thing I want to talk about is the Mission Super Twins. And I think last week I mentioned that I thought it was going to be Jared Meese being the fast guy, the guy to beat. You know, he proved me right. He was so fast. He's so good on the half mile car racetracks. And, you know, he just doesn't make any mistakes. He went out there and set the fast time with a 23.318. That was his sixth fast time of the season. Heat race number one is where he would be on the pole. J.D. Beach actually got the whole shot. He was getting better starts than Meese all day long, but just couldn't hold off Meese in that first corner. So Meese went on to take the win. J.D. Beach was second. Davis Fisher was third. Van Decoy fourth. Colby Carlisle fifth. And Ryan Wells with a good solid run on his Royal Infield was sixth. Heat race number two is Dallas Daniels taking the win. Johnny Lewis looking really strong on his Royal Infield finished second. Robinson was third. Briar Bauman was fourth. Cameron Smith fifth. And Bronson Bauman sixth. In the last chance qualifier, we take the top six out of there as well. It was Ben Lau getting the win. Wiles was second. Scooter Vernon, good to see him making the main event. He was running number 274. He used to be national number 74. Then was Casey Sisko fourth. Cody Johncox fifth. And Michael Hill get the last transfer spot on the 47 bike. 
in the main event, it was the Mies show. He led all 28 laps. His fastest lap of the main event was a 2-2.884. So, like I said at the open, the track got faster. They found some new lines. Actually, I believe Briar Bauman and Robinson went up to the high line and found some lines for a little while. And I think they just stopped working. I don't know if they kind of wore out that high line or if that there was more traction down lower. But uh, Briar kind of drifted backwards a little bit. It almost seemed like he had brake issues because he just could not keep it on the bottom. Jared went on to lead all 28 laps and take the win. His 71st win of his 71st win of his career. Dallas Daniels was second. JD Beach was third. Davis Fisher fourth. And Cameron Smith, his first top five of his career. Congratulations to Cam. Sixth through tenth was Robinson, Kobe Carlisle, Johnny Lewis, Jared Vandekoy, and Bronson Bauman. I mentioned it was Mises' 71st win. That gives Kenny Tolbert, 132, because you got to think back of he was teamed up with Chris Carr for a lot of his wins. And Craig Rogers, 76 wins as a team owner. So all those numbers are incredible. The points after Rapid City. Meese stretches out the points lead just a little bit. He's now five points ahead of Dallas. Meese has eight wins on the season, 12 podiums, including 11 in a row. Dallas Daniels sitting back there in second, five points behind Meese with four wins and 14 podiums out of the 15 races. J.D. Beach is third with two wins, seven podiums. Briar fourth with one win and seven podiums. And Davis Fisher up there in fifth and another top five for Davis. So he's up to seven top fives here in 2023. Shifting gears to the Parts Unlimited AFT singles, Tom Drain was the fast qualifier with a 2-3.328. His fourth time he was fast qualifier this season. He went on to win heat race number one with Bruner second. I figured Bruner was going to be up front because he won here last year. He uh, just was right there with Drain, but wasn't able to make a pass. Sadoff was third. Cody Cop way back and forth. Dalton Gauthier fifth, and Morgan Mischer gets the last transfer out of the first heat. Heat two, Trent Lowe took the win over Maxwell. Chad Coast was third. Declan Bender fourth. Travis Petten and Aiden Rusevens. Rusevens was up there probably about third for quite a bit, and then one little mistake, and then another little mistake, and he hangs on to that last transfer. In the last chance qualifier, it was James Ott taking the win, Hunter Bauer second, Raggio was third, Landon Smith was fourth, Santero was fifth, and Logan Eisenhardt getting the last transfer spot. So that puts three three digit numbers into that main event. In the main, it was Tom Drain grabbing the whole shot, and he looked like it was going to be his race. But one little mistake when they're just about to come to the white flag, or I'm sorry, when they're just about to come to two laps to go. He slipped wide in turn four. Cody Cop slid right underneath and took charge from there. He went on to win, and that is his seventh of the season. He is now one short of Dallas Daniels for the most wins in the AFT singles class in one season, and he could tie that this weekend at Castle Rock. Drain Wood hold on for second. Trent Lowe was third. Max Whale was fourth. Trevor Bruner fifth. Sixth through tenth was Chase Sadoff. Declan Bender was scored like 18th or 19th. They reconfigured it. I guess the transponders did not catch his first lap. So the original reports had him way back at 17th or 18th. They refigured it, restacked the deck, and he ends up with 7th. Dalton Gauthier, 8th. Travis Petten, 9th. And Taryn Santero was 10th. So the Mobile View Rookie of the Year leader uh, got a little bit closer this weekend. Eisenhard now has 43 points. And Declan Bender is only 7 points back with 36. And I had Kevin Crowther in the booth, like I mentioned a few moments ago. Uh, early in the day at Rapid City, 
and they br he brought out the rule book and showed it to me and actually had it on his phone and says that if you have a license the previous year and race in American Flat Track, you are not eligible to be Rookie of the Year the following season. So Drain only raced once at Lima, raced like half a race at Springfield, but that took him out of the Rookie of the Year contention. So uh, tough break for him. It opens up the door for now Eisenhardt or Bender. And that's what I've been saying was the – you know, I've been saying Eisenhardt's the rookie of the year leader all season. And then somebody said, hey, what about Drain? And I guess I kind of overlooked him because he had a two-digit number. But since he had a two-digit two number, that means he raced last year and made a main event. So I, I, I guess I took it for granted that he wasn't a rookie, even though it's his first full rookie season. Looking at the point standings, Cody Cop now is 49 points ahead in the championship. So he can lock up the championship this weekend if he's... If he has a 50-point advantage or more, he will win the 2023 Parts Limited AFT Singles Championship for the second consecutive year. Drain is 49 points behind with three wins and eight podiums. Bruner sitting back there third, one win, four podiums. Chase Sadoff is fourth, 60 points behind the leader with seven podiums, still looking for his first win. Maxwell rounds out your top five with one win and three podiums. Also this weekend running was the Royal Enfield Bill Train Race Program. They added that because originally, like I said, we were supposed to be at the Buffalo Chip. They didn't want the girls or the ladies, I should say, on the uh, TT course. So when they decided to go back to Rapid City, they added one more round to the Royal Enfield Bill Train Race Program. And there was great racing all day long. I don't think anybody had a distinct advantage. Uh, Zaria Martin gets her first win of her career in her second full season, and she waited to the last race of the year to do it. Uh, Morgan Monroe was second, which was good enough for the championship. Shasta LaRue gets up there and gets a podium. She had a fan club out there with some pink little bitty flags. I got to go and talk to those folks on one of my breaks. It was cool, and they actually gave me a flag, and she, Shasta signed it for me. Kenzie Luker was fourth, and McKenna Hyatt was fifth. A little backstory on the, uh, the Bill Train Race program. This is the second year in a row that the number one rider and the number two rider in the points received support from Michael Marsh and their charity, Race Safety Assistance. 100% tax-deductible donations go to the flat-track athletes for safety equipment like helmets, inflation vests, boots, neck guards, etc. If you want to help out, racesafetyassistance.org, R-A-S-E, safetyassistance.org. So congratulations to them for picking two fast riders two years in a row. I mentioned at the start of the program that Sturgis is special to me, and I guess probably because my family's been coming here, you know, Grandma and Pa's been coming here since 1957. My dad started coming out here in 1958, and I was lucky enough to start coming out here when I was just about to turn one, so in 1973 was my first time coming out. My dad thinks I've been here 40 times. Well, I'm 50 years old, so maybe out of the 50 years I've been alive, I've only missed 10. I'm not too sure about that. Uh, I never really thought to keep track. It's like, you know, you think back on things like, man, I wish I would have done this, or I wish I would have done that. Well, I wish I would have kept track of how many times I've came to the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally and Races. It was a lot of fun this week. I didn't get to spend a whole lot of time out here because I had to go home and go on back out to Castle Rock for the next race, which is tomorrow. But I did get to spend a lot of time. I got to see a lot of friends that I only see here once a year. Uh, I was born in South Dakota, just on the other side of the state, but still a lot of folks that I consider close friends or you know family friends I get to see up here at Sturgis. And it seemed like the only thing that I missed this year was Graham and Pa did not make the trip. So that was uh, the only thing that was missing from my Sturgis Bike Week. 
This week, also on Wednesday night, there was a big money race in Spokane, Washington, which is Cody Cop's home track, so he took the win. Max Whale was second. Jared Vandekoy was third, and I got that information. I want to say thanks to Smokin' Joe Cop. He sent me that information, so I had something to add to the podcast. Let's shift gears one more time. This weekend is the 65 years of racing at the Castle Rock TT. This weekend, there'll be 18 Super Twins, including six Indians, five Yamahas, four KTMs, two Royal Enfields, and one Harley-Davidson. There'll be 32 AFT singles, 14 three-digit numbers, including one guy to keep an eye on, the 264 of Ryan Sipes. A lot of Pacific Northwest riders have a shot, and throughout history... You know, when we went out to Castle Rock, we would see some surprise victories. We would see surprise riders making main events because you really do have an advantage the more times you can race that racetrack. So I love going out there. I love seeing new faces. Uh, the local crowd really gets into it. So I don't have anything against it. I think it's pretty cool. In the Super Twins class, J.D. Beach won there last year. He's originally from Washington, of course, grew up in Philpott, Kentucky, but he won there last year, and that was his only victory in the Super Twins class, so he's looking for two in a row. Jared Meese was second last year, Breyer was third, Dallas was fourth, and Vandekoy was fifth. One rider to watch out for is slamming Sammy Halbert, and maybe even another rider to watch out for is Henry Wiles. If if Wiles can get a good start, I think he can run the pace on this TT. You know, It's about a 22.5-second lap time. I think he's been with us about seven races now, so I think he's getting back to race trim, getting rep back to repetition of getting the starts. Maybe Wiles can get up there and mix it up. Last year, the main event went 29 laps, so one more rider to throw out in the uh, mix of this one besides JD, besides Dallas you know, looking for a, a championship. You also got to maybe look out for Johnny Lewis. He uh, finished second here in Production Twins. They've made a lot of improvements to that motorcycle. He is one heck of a rider. I think if anybody can get up there and get in the mix, it might be the 10 bike of Johnny Lewis. In the AFT singles, I think we better keep an eye on Cody Cop. You know, it's his time to shine. Last year, it kind of seemed like when we got to about the three-quarter point of the season, he started getting on conservation mode. And why wouldn't you? You know, I think the championship at that point was worth more than going out there and risking it and winning races. But right now, he is on fire. You know, the blonde hair, the cornrows. He's just, you know, goofing off and being a kid and having fun. And so he might be hard to beat out there. Dalton Gautier won last year. Bruner was second. Max was third. Chase Sadoff was fourth. And Chad Coase was fifth. I think the only other guy that might, you know, be up there and get in the thick of things is is maybe Sipes. You know, he's got two TT wins. His last one was back in 2019. He is recovering from a pretty serious, you know, hip and back and pelvic injury, but it looks like he's getting up to full speed. Also, before I let you go, I am going overnight from Castle Rock to Missoula, Montana for Sunday's race. It is the Lords of Dirt, and I cannot wait to go back to that one. Last year, the grandstands were packed. It's during a fair, and I... I think there was like 2,500 to 3,000 people in there. There's a rodeo the same night as the Castle Rock TT. Then they start working on the track in the morning. And so it's a little rodeo arena, and everybody really gets into it. It's a whole lot of fun. So if you're over there, if you're anywhere out there in the Pacific Northwest, head on over to Missoula, Montana for Sunday's race, the Lords of Dirt. Anyway, that's all I've got. Short and sweet from up here at the Black Hills. Uh, hope to see everybody soon, and we'll talk to you next week right here on Off The Groove.